You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And the sous chef of the garden. <clears throat> Pardon me. Oh, I uh, thought Frank, I had the yeah, cold oh here. Oh, dear. <laughs> Frank Proctor, along for the ride. And fun and frivolity. Yes, that I is love the that show. theme song. Like, that just gets me dancing <clears throat> every Saturday yeah. morning. Now, here I am clearing my throat. I know. But you've had a, a cold all week long, apparently. I huh? have, and I blame my son. Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. He is such a bozo. Keenan. Yes. <laughs> Back when he was a small child, he was very yeah. controllable. But now that he's a large young man, he's just walking around yeah. snorting and coughing and <laughs> opening the fridge and coughing and closing the fridge. It's like, oh, my uh-huh. goodness. No surprise. Uh, yeah, he's been doing this for like three weeks. I've only been doing it for a few days. Oh, well. And right. I'm a lot better now than you I know, was. No, you look fine, too. I mean, yeah, you know, a lot I feel of a lot better. When they get a cold. Particularly guys, I must admit, yeah, big sucks, you know. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm never going to be better. <laughs> well, I find, yeah. maybe not all guys, but some men are not very good at looking after themselves, so then they don't get better, yeah, which is why my true. son yeah. is still snorting three weeks later. Yeah, are they taking anything for it? I mean... You know what? This is the crazy thing. is I took some of those those tablets, you know, those cold tablets, because oh, yeah. I was teaching earlier in the week. Okay. And boy, did I regret taking those tablets. Because, really? Oh, like, okay, so you've got a cold, you're producing yeah. mucus. That's normal. Okay. You take those tablets and it solidifies the mucus in your head. Oh, so now you can't blow dear, your yeah. nose. Yeah. And you get these sinus headaches like crazy. Oh, that's not good. It's not good. Like yeah. it was just like wrong direction yeah. to go. So I stopped taking those real quick. I took them for like one day. Uh, well, one day when I was teaching there and I thought I'd feel better, but I didn't. <laughs> and now it's all about the saline solutions. Just uh, keep yeah. those liquids going yep, and yep, forget nice. the pills. You got it. Okay. All right. So there's well, hey, you know, my tip. Yeah, got well, nothing to do with this. This is the health show. show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the garden. We've got the numbers on the air. I mean, there. I well, one morning this week we got up and looked out the window. I and, know. Look and I showed you a picture. picture. It was Tuesday morning. Snow on on the deck. You know enough to know that it was snow. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. no fooling about that. Didn't like that. melt immediately no, when it hit the ground. No, no, no. And tonight, uh, the forecast for tomorrow includes that. More F-word. flurries, yeah, flurries, yeah, kind of temperatures. Yeah, so, oh my, get yeah. your boots out, your earmuffs, your gloves, long underwear. Here are the numbers. If you want to get a hold of Charlie, and we hope you do, I always interested to know what comes up on a. You think uh, you look outside, and <laughs> who's going to call in on a garden show? But oh, it's amazing. There's How lots people, going yeah, on, well, indoors, right. outdoors, in Toronto. Call four one six. Three six zero zero seven forty. Anywhere else in the province, toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Please uh, remember our little mantra: call early, call often. One question per call. And if you're a first time caller, let Sebastian know our operator, and he will uh, give me the I oh, give me a wink and say, "Hey, get the mail out." Yeah, that's, that's her first wings. Time there you are. Garden wings, very oh, special. Right. Um, just a quick announcement. 
Coming up on November the 2nd at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, there's a full day event, mm-hmm. super interesting symposium, all about urban ravines. Okay. So it's all about exploring, restoring, and celebrating our ravines. I mean, it's because we kind of take our ravines, we have a lot of ravines in Toronto, and we take them for granted. Mm-hmm. People just take their dogs out, and they throw garbage and debris over the edge, and, you know, they don't think twice about it. Well, what's happening, of course, is the ravines are slowly but surely getting sort of um, broken down as a result of a lack of care, not to mention being overtaken by invasive tree and mm-hmm. shrub species. So the symposium is all about, um, you know, recognition on what the, the value of the ravines and the kind of uh, maintenance we can do to, to yeah. maintain them as they were, as much as we can, with native plant species, which will support the pollinators and all the important ecosystems. Right. I was... Uh uh, this past week was the 100th, I can't remember what day it was, Thursday, I think, 100th birthday of the Bloor Viaduct. Oh, uh, one, you know, really? And so before that time, people had to walk down, down take uh, a and then, you know, cross across. the river somehow, yeah. and then, yeah, up the other side, or go all the way down to Dundas Street, where there was a bridge to go uh, across. That was but can you, yeah, man, imagine, yeah. boy, oh, boy. That, but that's a long bridge. And that that's a heck of a ravine, Think, speaking of ravines. Exactly. You know? and, and, you know, and again, Don River runs yeah. through it. Most of the ravines have some tributary of some river running through them, which is how they got there in the first place. You got it. So it's, a, like I said, I've got four, four of my students, my second year horticulture mm-hmm. technician students from Durham College, will be attending this uh, ravine symposium. Oh, good. Um, being yeah. sponsored by Paul Zamet, the horticultural director of TBG because, you know, he's just that passionate about sharing the word and also obviously supporting the students to yeah. learn and expand you and bring grow. one of your students by to kind of give us a background. Uh, uh, one of them would love to. Well, there you she go. She has begged me if she could job shadow me. <laughs> just, you know, shadow me every day, okay. seven days a week. So That I, sounds like a deal. I, I, that's a thought, actually. It's a really All good right. idea. I bet okay. you she would be happy to come next. Very good. Next. Well, look, we have to take our first break here. Yep. We've chatted our way to uh, break time and then come back and talk to the listeners and by golly, we've got a full bank of callers. Unbelievable. Okay. Why do you say we'll, that? <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll be back in just a moment here. The Garden Show on Zoomer Radio. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. All righty, Charlie, let's get out of here. Uh, Vernon, uh, pardon me. No, Verna. Vera. <laughs> Verna from Empire Corners is on the line. Verna, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, both of you, and uh, what a beautiful morning we've got. Beautiful. Uh, Charlie, I had started a rhubarb plant from seeds, and... Um, I've got it in a pot. Should I put it in the ground for the winter, or is it all right left in the pot? Uh, you can do either. You can leave it in the pot or put it in the ground, but either way, it has to go in the ground. <laughs> so yeah, okay, the pot yeah. is in the ground, but yeah. I didn't know whether to take it out and put it uh, It'll like, be in the fine. ground, because I'm not sure where I want to put it yeah. in, the, in the spring. Exactly. That's why we leave things in the pots, because we're not sure, or we don't have the garden bed ready yet. Right. So, But no, it's, it's the important thing is what you've got happening there is the root 
uh, the, the crown of the plant needs to be down under the ground at ground level. Just it'll survive the winter perfectly, no problem. Okay, so I have to dig deeper because it's still like it's half in the ground. No, take it right down so the soil level in the pot is even with the actual soil level outside the pot. Okay. And then in the spring, just pop it out of the ground, wash the pot off, and figure out where you want to put it. Excellent. Okay. All right. Thanks very much, then. Thank you. All righty. Kind of a little inside story. Uh, uh, When we glanced up at the monitor and... Sebastian had put in the name Verna and Empire Corners. You said Empire Corners. God, that sounds like a CBC show, doesn't TV it? You know, show. And here's Verna to talk Verna about barbecue. Empire or, Corners. I love yeah. it. <laughs> anyway, we're we're off and running to uh, well, right here in town, uh, just around the corner. Maybe Don is on the line. Hi, Don. Good morning. Morning. How are you? Good. Good yeah, morning. I'm just around the corner, but don't say that's no word yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got it. <laughs> I just have one question. Uh, I didn't get to cut my grass, and it's about four to five inches tall. Is it too late to cut it? No, you better get out there and cut it. We can keep cutting our grass. Actually, I usually do my last cut in November sometime. But okay. the last final, final cut of the year is is a little bit shorter than our regular summer height. Two so, inches is normal. Is no, we're three, three inches three now. Inches, three really? inches normal, so two and a half, three inches wow. throughout the summer and the fall. And then by late November, and you're even warmer than me here in Toronto... I go down to about two inches just before winter hits. And that way, you've got, you, you don't want the grass too long. Otherwise, you'll have all kinds of death and destruction in the spring. Okay. And okay. my two little Christmas trees, do I cover them or just leave them the way they are? Are they in the ground? or? Above? Yeah, no, they're in the ground. They're about five feet tall. Oh, they, well, as long are they getting salt spray by any chance? Or? No. No, no, no. They're probably... Fall, like, when, when you see Christmas trees, are they little Alberta spruces? or? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, No, they're fine. Tough, tough, hardy. Leave them alone. Put some lights on them. Okay, then. Thanks. <laughs> you have a good weekend. Thank All you. righty. Right. Good for you sneaking Sneaky. that second question. He yeah, did. Boy. Good yeah. He started by saying, I only have one question. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, that's good. That's yeah, yeah. what you're allowed. And then, <laughs> bingo. <laughs> yeah, right under the door. <laughs> hey, you. well, you see what I'm reaching for here, Charlie, huh? I I do, yeah. I do. Yeah. Those who uh, watch the show, because we're, we're televised. As, yes, we are. Uh, you know, uh, I'm holding up right in front of the uh, camera. There we are. There it is, your Salvation Army yeah, bell. That, that is for Betty, first-time caller from North Welcome York. Welcome to the show. Hi, Betty. Oh, hi. Good morning. Good morning. I have a question about uh, geraniums. Mm-hmm. Uh, every uh, fall, I bring in some large pots of geraniums and put them in a sunny place for the winter. Uh-huh. Most of them survive. Okay. Should I cut them back before I bring them in? I find that they get pretty... Th- no matter how bright the window is that I put my geraniums in from coming from outside to the inside, they still get a little thin and sparse and scraggly inside yeah. just because the light levels are that much lower through the glass. Mm. Yes. So I find that if I do cut them back, particularly taking off the flowers, just do a, a cleanup, take off anything yellow or brown, flowers remove, uh, cut back the, the tips, and that will help them with that transition of coming in. You will still get a little bit more yellow leaves. Be yep. careful you don't overwater. They're not going to use much water in the winter, mm-hmm. but give them as much light as you possibly can and turn the pots every couple of days yep. 180 degrees. And no fertilizer till March, and by March then you're going to be getting all kinds of new growth anyway. And by and, that time... And should, 
Should I cut them back then in March? Um, well, sometimes they really need a cutting back in March because, again, they've gotten so scraggly over the winter. But the cuttings you take in March are nice little cuttings to root and get more plants. Perfect. So, you know, that we consider that one we're bringing in in the fall, the mother plant, and you yep. can create tons of daughter plants off the mother in late winter, early spring, which is what the growers do. That's where all the geraniums come from, that yep, we perfect. see the thousands and tens yeah. of thousands. They're all cuttings off of mother plants plants in the uh, late winter. Thank you very much. Oh, well, you're Betty, very welcome. Don't, don't be a stranger. <laughs> yes, right. exactly. Coffee's always yeah, on. First time caller. There you go. Uh, we're going to be along. Uh, we're right up to our next break here. My gosh, look at that. Uh, mm-hmm. Doreen in Belgrave is waiting on the line. It will be to her call in just moments here on the Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie, it's been a very busy morning thus far, and I just want to uh, interject and say we've got a line open now, and you can reach Charlie Dobbin at, in Toronto, 416-360-0740, or anywhere in the province, toll-free, our our, our long-distance line, which you get here free, of course, 1-866-740-4740, and we're off and running to say hi to Doreen in Belgrave, Ontario. Hey, good morning, Doreen. Good morning. Good morning. I have a success story. Ooh, let's right. hear it. Last spring, I phoned for help for the how do can we have worm-free carrots. Oh, yeah. A caller told me to sprinkle them with wood ashes. Right, I remember that. The result, they were shown at the fall fair <laughs> in a large class of carrots with first prize. Oh, hey, all right. Good for you. Good stuff, Doreen. <laughs> After years of wormy carrots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you sprinkled wood ashes in the row as you were planting the no, seeds? No, after, after I planted them. After this, and after okay. the seeds had sprouted. And I did. I, it was only sparingly. Mm. I didn't put a whole lot, but oh. I think I did it twice, if oh. I remember right. Huh. Oh, be Before false. they came up and after they came up. Huh. Well, oh, did it work? Wow, wow. Isn't that well, Good I'm going to just write this down. That's going yeah. in my my book for sure. <laughs> hmm. How and, about that? And a winner to that Epsom salt and milk powder. Oh, oh interesting for the tomatoes. That yeah, because, uh, that's Warner's recipe. Yes, Warner. We is... <laughs> had over fifty tomato plants loaded with tomatoes, hey. and they were. Excellent. And did you do a little water bottle at each tomato plant? I tried that, but I'd already had them planted, Uh. and I had already put my collar around them, and it wasn't working for me, so I still used it inside the collar. Oh, okay. Interesting. So it doesn't matter as long as you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Epsom salt, water, and skim milk powder. Oh, Excellent. Excellent. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm writing that one down, too. So, boy, there's some great successes. Hey, Doreen, we've got to hire you to call in every week. Yeah, (laughs) award-winning carrots. Exactly. Bountiful tomatoes. Woo! This garden show is sending out some good advice, it sounds like. That's excellent. And actually, you know what? It's the callers that are sharing all these good tips. So thanks for that, Doreen, and thanks for the people that shared the great tips. Thank you very, very much. All right, right. Have a a great weekend. Enjoy your show. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So do we, actually. Yeah, we kind of have fun. Too. We uh, learn all the time. <laughs> Doug is on the line from Lindsay, Ontario. Good morning, Doug. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, uh, I have a hedge maple on my front lawn. Uh-huh. 
and the branches are so low that my yeah. grass cutter's Hurting hanging his head on yeah. me to sue me. <laughs> yeah, I get it. So is it, is, uh, is it there any problem if I cut some of them off at this time of the year? It's actually a pretty good time. Um, you're in Lindsay, so you're a little cooler. Yeah, yeah. Maples and very. It's very effective to trim maples in late fall. So you can even wait a couple of weeks till the plant has dropped all its leaves, mm-hmm. uh, and do whatever you want. It's far better to trim maples at this time of year than in the spring. So yeah, go to town. Just make sure the plant is dormant before you do any serious pruning and trimming. Okay. okay. Thank you very much. Thank you and. Uh, here, oh, you know what? <laughs> this, Speaking of yes. Warner and Tilsonburg. Yes, he's on the line with us <laughs> oh, right now. Oh, he just knew. Hey, good morning, Werner. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Did you hear that caller? Did you hear Doreen? Yes, I did. Well, how do you feel? Hey, beautiful. I'm glad this reaches the right people. Yes, me too. And that's the, yeah. these are great tips. I have a, yeah. I have an idea, a little theory, Werner, uh, that you have a, an Epsom salt factory somewhere. <laughs> <No>. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, I like the way uh, Charlie talks with her hands. Oh, yeah. oh you're watching her. Right? Yeah. yeah, man. It's yeah, true, I do. Yeah. I can't sit still. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my uh, question is, Yes. I cut the lawn short. Uh-huh. I know what I do all the time. But I had so much grass, I spread it over the vegetable garden. It's about six inches high. Oh, that's fine, yeah. Do I dig that under or just let it go until next spring? I just, you know what? You don't have to, It's a lot of work to dig it under. If you just leave it, the worms and everybody else will mix it up for you. You don't need to do it. I'm a big fan of being a lazy gardener. Lie oh. in the hammock. Watch the little... <laughs> watch the worms make it, make okay. the mix. <laughs> that would be good, eh? Yeah, yeah, and they'll just dry down. The main thing is if you don't want them to blow away, all those grass clippings. You kind of want... If you need to incorporate them because it's super windy where you've yeah. laid them out, yeah. uh, then I would understand digging them down a bit, but otherwise I would just let them be because they will slowly decompose and add great organic material to your soil. Beautiful. Okay, good. Beautiful. Well, good to hear from you, Werner. Yeah, and no, it's he brings. Same. I enjoy talking to you guys. <laughs> I listen to you all the time. Well, Thank bless you. your heart. Thank, Thank you. you. You've got very good taste. Yes, Thank you do. <laughs> all right. No, Thanks, but Werner, Werner brings yeah. up a really good point, which is we have lots of opportunity to incorporate organic material into any of our garden beds now, mm-hmm. whether it's grass clippings like Warner was dealing with yeah. or leaves that are dropping oh, as we free. speak. Uh, they're you all know? free. Yeah. And we have watered, we have fertilized, we have cranked all kinds of good stuff into this mm-hmm. leaves and, and grass clippings. Do not put it in a bag and put it at the end of the drive. Way. Keep this stuff on your property. There's all kinds of nutrients there. There's, you know, oxygen, hydrogen, yeah, nitrogen, yeah. all kinds of throwing away good health. Wonderful, wonderful, yeah, important nutrients. So yeah. use it if you can. You know, do the with the leaves. Obviously, I use my lawnmower. I break them all up with the lawnmower mm-hmm. and spread them on all my gardens, and they're very my. Garden soil is very happy for all those great leaves. It's Over the happy. years, I mean, it's a process, right? Yeah, it takes right. a while. Oh, speaking of process, here I go again to the bell. <laughs> hey, that's for Karen, first-time caller, Dundas, Ontario. Good morning, Karen. Hello. Good morning. Well, I love your show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, okay, the question I've got is I just I discovered this, I guess, summer. I, I got liverwort in one of my gardens. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm wondering how to get rid of it. Liverwort. I'm trying to think mm. of what liverwort it, looks like. It's because um, first of all, I thought it was some kind of a fungus or something, but it's actually a plant. But it puts out spores. Mm. 
Um, oh, I think I know what it is. Yeah. Okay, so it's in your garden. Yeah, I know exactly what it is. Yeah. So why is it bothering you? Why do you want to get rid of it? Oh, um, I'm just wondering where it would kill, kill my other plants. Or, or that's what I was because it's, it's the first time I've got it is this year. Um, so I, actually, I don't know whether it's benign or, or you know destructive or not. Oh, or not. not at all. No, it's not destructive at all. It. Uh, it so, it, you know what? You're right. It is. It's kind of like, um, it, it, okay, so it, it, I quickly have Googled it here. So this is a division of non-vascular land plants, commonly referred to as hepatics or liverworts. So non-vascular means there's no xylem and phloem. Okay. So they sit right on the surface of the soil. They almost look like miniature, tiny, tiny, tiny little ferns, like flat-leaved ferns, and they're just flat to the ground. Yeah, yeah. They act like a ground cover. Where do they grow? They grow in the shade. Like They grow in the situation where mosses grow. Mm-hmm. So what a moss is like? They love moist areas, mm-hmm. they love um, uh, shady areas, and they actually also like low pH areas. So if the liverworts are bugging you, you can go in there and you know, lift them. They're super shallow, just you know, lift with a shovel or trowel, you know, compost, mm. or um, what, that, as well as change up the circumstances that are making it a good spot for them to grow. So do what you can to help with some drainage, add some sand, modify the grade so that it's not a moist location. You might not be able to do anything about the shade, but if it's shade caused by a tree, consider opening and thinning the canopies of the trees above, get a little more light in there. And bottom line, next spring, horticultural lime, um, very judiciously sprinkled on the surface of the soil after you remove the liverworts will change up the pH a bit and make it so that nothing in the way of moss or liverwort wants to grow there. But they are not, they're not parasitic. They're not doing anything bad to other plants. They're acting like I a think ground it's, cover. I think it's the name that kind of throws you <laughs> up. Liverwort. Doesn't that sound... Ew. Like something you kind don't want. Yeah, yeah. Get rid of that damn liverwort. Boy, oh boy. That's pretty funny, actually. I like it. I like the way you say that. Okay. A small, hey, Karen, a small, thank you for calling. flowerless yeah. green plant with leaf-like stems or lobed leaves occurring in moist habitats. Liverworts lack true roots and reproduce by means of spores released from capsules. Well, there you go. Yeah. Wow. And it's funny that you she saw them this year for the first time, Karen, because it was a fairly dry year. Usually, it's like years like last year that we see the liverworts thriving when it was so wet. Exactly. Boy, we've had a surfeit of uh, first-time callers. Here we go again. Uh This one, uh, we're going out to a town, one of the prettiest towns in my estimation in Ontario, as well as one of the scenic spots where you see the fabulous sunsets uh, across Lake Huron. That would be Godridge. And there's Scott. First oh, time caller. Hi, Scott. Good morning. Oh, how are you? Good. Great. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm really enjoying your show. Thank you. Listen, we have a Japanese maple tree mm-hmm. that I estimate to be about 18 years old, and it's quite close to the house. Mm. Um, how close? The, the problem is it's a bungalow. It's a one-level home, mm-hmm. and the tree's beginning to overwhelm the yeah. house. <laughs> so That's the problem. It's feet away from the house, and I suspect it's probably about 15 feet high now, and at its widest girth, it's about 10 feet wide. It's a beautiful tree. It's very yeah. healthy. But it's I'm trying a... to figure out how best to go about trimming it back to make it look in proportion to the house. 
Very good point, and you're absolutely correct. That's what should be done uh, because if it's a well-grown plant and it's a beautiful plant in so many seasons, you wouldn't want to risk the losing the plant. But proper trimming is hard to describe on the radio. Yeah. Um, what I would suggest you do is you hire an arborist to do this. It might cost you a couple hundred dollars, but it's well worth the money spent. Right. If you wanted to try and do something like this yourself, do Google it. Recognize that Japanese maples, and I'm assuming the one you've got is probably one that's called Bloodgood or Emperor One. So it's a purple-leaved, red-leaved yes, in the fall. Absolutely. absolutely. You're right on. vase-shaped or the letter V, so it's narrow yep. at the bottom. And they do get big much bigger than we expect. We always think they're going to stay really small. So you have to stand back, go you know, across the street, look at this plant. The natural form, like I'm saying, is in the shape of a V. So the trimming that's going to happen is going to be to bring it down and to bring it in, not to give it a haircut, but to actually go through removing specific branches that are causing it to be too big all around, too wide and too tall. It might even include you know, coming right down only a few feet off the ground removing some fairly large um, stems, just depending on you know how it's been grown. Often right. they do get very dense in the center, very overgrown. Um, it, it, you're reminding me of one of my neighbors. He's got the exact same thing, though his house is a two-story house. And right. same thing, Japanese maple planted 40 years ago, totally out of proportion with the house. And I saw him on the street one day, and this is like, you know, five or ten years ago, and I said, your Japanese maple is completely out of proportion with your house. You (laughs) need to get it trimmed. And he said, I know, I know. Would you do it? And I said, well, I would, but you're not going to be able to afford me. (laughs) Meanwhile, there were two two young men on our street who were studying arboriculture at the local college. Oh, neat. And I said, why don't you contact either of these young men, get them, because that's exactly what they're learning, and they will be much more affordable than me. And he did end up hiring one of them. So, and the person who, the the young man did a great job, but of course now he's due to have it done again. So that's what I would suggest is look for a certified arborist or, or, you know, uh, know. Landscape Ontario is where. Yeah, true. Through Landscape Ontario website, you will find for sure, or chat it up amongst your neighbors. See if anybody knows anybody. Just don't hire like Joe with the chainsaw. Avoid that. Hire somebody who really knows what they're doing because Japanese maples, well pruned, are an amazing piece of sculpture on your garden. On your lawn. Yes, I just want to be sure that I don't damage it. I wasn't sure how dramatic you can go with the trimming, how far down you can go. Can you really hurt it? Should we wait until all the, the leaves have gone? It's um, easier. Like right now, flourishing beautifully, right? Yeah. Well, it's always easier to do your trimming when there's no leaves, because then you can actually see the, yeah. the skeleton of the plant. Um, and yes, I mean, you can over-prune. The most you would ever take out, even now in October, November, would be up to, you know, between a half and a third of the plant can be removed, but no more than that. Okay. But, you know, you've got to have sharp tools, you've got to be making clean cuts, you've got to right. avoid bark damage as much as possible, you know, to make sure your angles are such that you these uh, wounds will heal so that the pruning is done in such a way that the the okay. and the plant is healthy, it will heal uh, next spring. So, you know, it's one of those things that's got to be done properly, and, and you won't regret it at all. All right, but wait for, but wait for a little longer in the season now until the, until the vegetation, the leaves are gone? Exactly. All right, thanks okay. so much for your time. And thank you for calling. Hey, that's great, Scott. 
Take care of uh, that beautiful town there. I know. Goddard, man, the Um, land of trees. They have planted so many trees there. It's great. Just looking at the clock here, and I think smoke's almost coming out of your ears. You've been working so hard this morning. Let's give Charlie just a little bit of a break here. So I can blow my nose. (laughs) And then we'll come back. And another first-time caller on the line we'll be talking to in just moments here on The Garden Show from Zuma Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. All righty, Charlie, here we go. Frank reaches for the uh, bell and... Oh, you're getting some exercise. (laughs) That is for first-time caller Brad in Hamilton. Good morning, Brad. Good morning. How are you today? Great, thanks. Welcome to the show. Thanks. I really enjoy your show. Uh, I've got a slight question, or a small question, about uh, hostas. Mm-hmm. Um, in past years, I've always let them just die off, and I've d- dealt with the, the mess in the spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, I was thinking of cutting them back. Is there any issues with trying to cut them back in the fall? Um, you can definitely cut them back in the fall. I remember the first time I, I um, didn't have time in the fall, and I didn't get around to cutting them back. And, of course, as you know, they just collapse in the, in the frost and lie there like a bunch of wet toilet paper all, all winter. Yeah. But then in the spring, they were gone. I thought, oh, that was pretty cool. I never cut them back, and I never had to deal with them at all. And you're right. There's a little bit of cleaning up of debris in the spring, but not much. And I'm a big fan of allowing all that nutrient to go back into the soil. You can, of course, cut them back and compost. That way you're still keeping the nutrient on the property, and it tidies things up. But, uh, you know, up to you. Many people love to clean up in the fall and make it look nice and sort of pristine uh, before winter hits. So you've got that option as well. No no worries. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you, Brad. You're very welcome. Nice nice to have you join us. Uh, Let's see. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Out to the east there, Scarborough. There's Wanda. Good morning, Wanda. Welcome to the show. Oh, good morning, Charlie and Frank. Good morning. I dug out a two-year lantana plant that I want to give to a friend because I don't have room for it. Mm -hmm. Now, I think I may have given it too much water. It's dropping its leaves, and they're kind of brownish on the outside. Is it inside the house now? It's inside the house now, and there are a lot of blooms coming. Okay. So when you dug it out, did you give it any potting soil, or is it in straight garden soil in the pot? I did give it some potting soil, and that was why I gave it what I thought was enough water. Okay. So main thing now is as much sun or the sunniest location, brightest spot you've got in the house. Mm-hmm. Avoid any of the hot drafts that we're getting off of our furnaces now that we've got those cranking up. So ensure hey. there's no hot drafts, cold drafts, as much light as you can and no water. Don't water it at all. Let it let it dry right down, even if it's a month from now before you water it. Just oh, let, really? let oh, it dry sure. right down. Oh, enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, no, Lantana's a pretty drought-tolerant place plant and like you said the flowers are gorgeous so enjoy those and they'll just keep coming um yeah don't you can kill it with too much water you're unlikely to kill it with too much too little water so So you think the buds will um bloom then they might it's just a question of how it's doing in terms of the light levels and the moisture like you said if it's if it's just too soggy uh it you you may lose some leaves and some buds along the way but you want to keep the plant alive and that will happen if you're careful to not uh allow it to be overwatered oh excellent 
And I was going to say it must be a tomato year. (laughs) I had one that planted itself, and it's seven feet high. Oh, my goodness. Five feet wide. (laughs) (laughs) That was a... I can't believe it. Tomato on steroids. Did you get some, some good tomatoes off of it? Oh, I'm still getting them. Oh, that's great. Isn't that great? There's a lot. Yes, yeah, thank you. Great. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. So, and from seed, which is always interesting because you don't even yeah. know what kind of tomato it was. But wow. yummy. Good good idea. Thanks, Wanda, uh, for joining us here on a, a good-looking <laughs> Saturday morning. Looking it was out so there, bright the, the, the when blue I... Blue skies. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. When I headed out, mm-hmm. it was like blinding <laughs> uh, sun. So they are saying it's going to cloud over later, but it's nice and, nice and crispy now. Yeah. Get out there and get those leaves moved out of the way before the rain comes. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, neat little towns, uh, up in cottage country, wonderful little town called Bob Cajun. Yes, indeed. And, and there's, nice. there's Elaine, where, where well, I presume she lives in the town or near it anyway. Hi, near Elaine. Near it. Good morning. What a wonderful addition your program is to our weekly listening. Oh, oh thank great. you. Thank I just you. learned so much. And uh, before I ask my coleus question, I have a hint I bring in my pepper plants every year. They're into their third year, and through the winter we get peppers as well. Wow. That is, I didn't know that, I guess they're a tropical plant. They do not have to die. No, that's true. Yeah, anyway, they are okay. not a traditional annual. But but when you bring them in, you bring them in in pots and you just put them in a window, or have you got lights? Yeah, we've we've got a sunroom, so okay. we just huh. we just wheel them in because they're getting pretty oh, big so now. Big. Oh, and they're in pots yeah. all the time. Yeah. Wow. So interesting. that worked out really well. And there's three kinds of peppers. Not hot though. Yeah. I have no courage. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, I started a coleus slip because the coleus was beautiful and I didn't want to lose it. Mm-hmm. Now it is in a glass on the window with mm-hmm. roots coming out the bottom. Okay. I can't remember what my mother used to do. She used to start coleus slips that way, mm-hmm. but I don't know how many roots. It's got quite a few roots now. Oh, do this... I just put it directly in soil, or yeah, do but I... make sure it's potting soil, none of that okay. garden soil. So you've got a nice, clean pot, preferably not too large. A four-inch is a nice one to start with, unless it's a very large cutting, then you'd go to a six-inch pot. No, it's small. So four-inch pot, fresh potting soil, moisten the potting soil into your nice, clean mm. pot, little cutting in there, roots all sort of nicely placed in, firm that soil, water once, sunny windowsill, and you're good to go. Remember, though, that coleus will turn into a coleus tree, so don't forget to pinch the the tips and you know for you know make it into a nice bushy good looking plant and by february next year late february early march you're going to be taking another 25 cuttings off of that plant <laughs> and then you're really right. going to have a, a lot of a, of a beautiful plant oh they're beautiful it's just a beautiful red plant nice yeah some okay. of the coolies are gorgeous Okay. Oh, how deep do I put the the uh, cutting in? Well, you'll see where the roots are coming from yes. the cutting, and you're going to just bury those roots. Okay. And remember that it's easy for the the coleus stem to rot if it's kept too moist for too long. Okay. So just water once, and then remember to dry down in between. Water thoroughly, but not often. Well, thanks so okay. much. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Thank you. And, you know, uh, looking at the calendar here, we're only a few days away now from Election Day, of course, on Monday. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I want to make sure that everybody knows 
Keep it tuned right here to AM740 in the evening. Uh, Libby Zniver and the crew will be Oh, they're doing it live. Yes, you betcha. Bob it, but it, will and be is it all scene. Toronto, I guess, uh, I reporting. presume, but uh, they'll take a full coverage. Because uh, yeah, there's sure. elections going on all, all oh, yeah. across the province, yeah. right? Oh, and, and if you want to hear a funny kind of stupid what did Proctor do now story, <laughs> um, later on my show this afternoon I'll talk about making a kind of a dumb move. No, not uh, you. Not I. No, uh, no I'll fess up and... and, and <laughs> Well, it'll be entertaining, but also kind of educational. Oh, okay. okay? Good. Yeah, we have to take a break right now. Uh, and so uh, let me quickly give those phone numbers now again. In Toronto, 416-360-0740. And anywhere in the province, toll free, 1-866-740-4740. And Ron and Scarborough, you next on the line. We'll be to you in moments. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And as promised just before the break, let's go out to Scarborough one more time this morning. There's Ron. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. Um, Charlie, I know you are uh, you do garlic, yep. and uh, i just like to uh, ask a question pertaining to that. Yes. Yeah, um, when, uh, well, last year I understand like you had a bad year for garlic, which I, I thought with all the sun and everything would be a good year. I had a bad, bad year also. Mm. But like uh, I grow it in a 4x8 um, bed mm. and about 5 to 6 inches apart. Mm. And I was wondering, like last year, why that, or have you, you know, you were in the same boat, I understand. Yeah. Like, it was not a good year. Um, I, you know, I'm honestly not sure. It, um, my garlic all survived. Mm. It was just small. I mean, it's very tasty, but it was just small, smaller than I thought. And you can't leave it longer thinking it's going to get bigger because all it does is get overly mature and start to fall apart underground. So oh, I harvested okay. it all. Uh, just they're smaller bulbs than I would have liked to have seen. Yeah. The, um, and it might be a nutrition thing because I've been pretty... I've, planted my garlic pretty consistently in the same spot. Now, I did add a bunch of compost last fall, so maybe I over... Like, garlic... Some plants love nutrients. Some plants say, no, I don't want all that nutrient. Garlic tends to thrive in fairly trying conditions. So it might just have been a case of too much compost around it. So it'll be better, you know, next year because I haven't added any compost this year. So, but it's such an easy plant to to plant, and it's Uh such a pleasure to see it so early in the spring. I I just love Uh planting it. With this colder weather, I was just wondering what your calendar would be for planting this year. Of course, I know areas are different, but um, mine's kind of protected. But I was thinking it's usually about the, like the first week of November. Yeah, any time up to the first week of November. Because remember, you do want to get the garlic in early enough that some roots will start to grow before total freeze up. So I would use kind of November 1st as my deadline because we always like to think of there being a number of weeks, two, three, four weeks between planting and you know cold cold slowly the soil is slow is cooling off um and it's that warm soil that really stimulates that root growth when we do plant the garlic so if i were you i would you know be prepared to plant your garlic anytime in the next few weeks um and yeah go low don't fertilize whatever you do that's been my experience (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> thanks, Ron. Thanks, thanks Ron. Uh, and we have time for one final caller here, I do believe. Uh, okay. Well, we'll see what happens here. Siva in Toronto. Good morning. Welcome again to the show. Thank you. Good morning, guys. Good morning. One, one quick question. Uh-huh. Tom, Tomatillas, the Mexican green tomato with yes. the outside husk. Uh-huh. Are they high in pectin? Um, off the top of my head, uh, okay. I don't think so. I always think of apples as being high in pectin, but uh, most... I, I, I know, but what happened is I had lots and they didn't mature well, so I thought if they were high in pectin, I could make my own. Your own uh, tomatillo jam? My own pectin, so I can oh. use it for other jams. You can make pectin yeah, from yeah. apples or... True. Yeah. Yes, you can. Uh, right. You know what? That'd be one of those things I'd have to double check by right. Googling. Th- thank you. You're I very don't welcome. have a computer, so. Oh, okay. Well, I, I can certainly report back next week. All if right. I will, I will listen. Okay. okay. We got thank you. For you. Calling. Forced tuning. Yeah. So, na- like, yeah. pectin is a naturally occurring uh-huh. gluey substance that some plants make in higher quantities than others. And pectin is the stuff that we is also made synthetic. You can buy in a little package. When you're making your jams, you add pectin to make your jams gluey. Right. So they're not just like juice. They stick together. Okay. Um, So that's what Siva's obviously wants to, she wants to make her own pectin, which is a cool idea. Right. Well, maybe I called it a bit early. That's okay. (laughs) That's all right. Uh, Because uh, we've got your show coming up. uh, My My, my show. show. (laughs) You're you're just about to deck out. I'm I'm looking ahead at 1 o'clock through to 3.30. I've already had a look at the music list and it is fabulous. Uh, Our new music director, Katie, doing a Fabulous oh, job right. of yeah, yeah. selecting just the greatest of greats. You know? Oh, good. Oh, so boys. dance and music or what? Zoomer Sing along all, music? All sort, and some romantic yeah. stuff. You know? Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Um, and Curl also, up by the fire kind of I'm, music. I'm really excited. to be, uh, The first, actually, well, the last couple of weeks, the first time that ever I have been included, for my weekend show has been included in one of the big contests. Well, that, the, was, la- you, that was what happened last Saturday, yes, too, right? The that's fly right. to Bermuda thing? Uh, or? Jamaica. Jamaica. Actually, yep. Mm. Uh, Rio Resorts. Uh, Oh, nice. You have a choice of one of two spots down there in, in Jamaica, flying on Sunwing and, uh, um, of course, sponsored by Zuma Radio. But what you do this afternoon, if you hear that, and you will at some point between 1 and 3.30, that jet is going to fly. When you hear that sound, you call in and try to be one of three qualifiers for the draw, which comes up on Monday morning. Wow. Sam and Neil and Mann. It, it, can you imagine? Right now, oh. after looking out the door the other day yeah, and seeing yeah. snow, I'm thinking, I wish I could enter the contest. I was going to say, too staff kids, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Not at all. How about you? What's well, going on? Well, if you can't afford to uh, fly away and get some hot air, warmth, yeah. and you know, ocean, or you're not lucky enough to win, you can dream by the fireside with a brand new book, hot off the press, called Garden Lust. Oh, it is a botanical tour of the world's best gardens by christopher woods and it is beautiful so this guy christopher woods like good on him he traveled all over the world private gardens public gardens Mm -hmm. photography like phenomenal photography taken at like optimal times of year so he must have gone back and forth at some of these gardens multi-times uh he is a yeah it's just it's just beautiful he is um oh it's just lovely. It's photographs of gardens um, that are from like just everywhere. So we see trees in Switzerland. We see Marrakesh. We see Arizona. We see New Zealand. We're all over Africa, Arabian Peninsula, and even Asia. So you learn 
about who built these gardens, what are the plants they're working with, and stories about all these iconic gardens just makes you want to go there. <laughs> Garden Lust? Yep, Garden wow. Lust. What a great name. I know. It kind of draws you right in. Huh? Pretty cool. It's inspiring <laughs> and insightful. It will delight your passion for garden inspiration and the many places okay. it grows. I, I hear behind me the chatter going on. You do. Because Dave's Corner Garage is about to begin after the news. And i got to tell you, so funny, Shirley uh, is not a, a big car gal, you know, but yes, she, she listens this to this show. show and then yes. she hung around to listen to Dave's yes. Corner. When I got home last yes. week, she said... Those guys are hilarious. I know. My mum. I'm going to listen thing. all the time. I know. <laughs> they just break her up. I know. My mum, same thing. She's going, they're great. They're amazing. They yeah. know everything. Yeah. I was like, yeah. mom, you don't even have a car. She goes, I don't care. I find them totally, <laughs> totally scintillating. So, I was like, so okay. there you go. We get thumbs up from both Frank and Charlie. Yeah. Enjoy, Dave's Garage, enjoy which is the, next. the car yeah. show after the garden show. So thank you, everybody. Thanks for great tips, calls from all over the province. Um, wonderful, you know, new first time callers and yep. old friends calling in so appreciate all your feedback thank you frank thank you sebastian see you all again next week this has been an exclusive podcast of the garden show with charlie dobbin heard every saturday morning at nine on zoomer radio the new am 740